Welcome to the No Backing Down Podcast. Your host Sean Stellato brings you amazing guests with incredible stories of triumph and success. Prepare to be inspired. Well, I'm super excited for our next guest. Not only is he part of the Bills Mafia, but probably one of the most unbelievable stories in NFL history. Seven-time Pro Bowler, Bills Wall of Fame, fourth-round pick out of Kutztown, which is, you know, Division Two, which, you know, it's not where you're from, it's how you come. And uh, it is my honor to welcome six-year NFL veteran, Hall of Famer, Andre Reed to the No Backing Down podcast. Andre, yes. welcome. Sorry, guys. We're, we're, uh, we're, uh, we're trying to get this right. It's all good. Um, yes, yeah, 16 years in the league. And um, yes, I do. And uh, it's, uh, it's good to be on, guys. I appreciate it. Good to be on. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out to my co-host, Ari and Frank, and our uh, title sponsor, Training Mask. Andre, we're going to jump right into things. You know, you obviously grew up in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, can you maybe talk a little bit about your upbringing and how that shaped you on your journey at every level? Oh, I mean, you know, small town kid makes big. I think, you know, opportunities, just like any other kid, we had. Op- I had opportunities to, uh, to flourish in a lot of things. I was really, you know, very, very um, big into every single sport. I mean, as a kid, I played everything, basketball, baseball, football, you name it. But I think, uh, you know, my upbringing is probably why I am the way I am today and how I excelled in things. You know, my dad was always a proponent of, of uh, you know, working hard and realizing that if you work hard, good things are going to happen. And um, he was right. And I think, uh, you know, all the things that you do in life that sometimes don't work for you, they teach you a lesson. Life is about lessons and it's about you know, overcoming adversities and things that don't go right for you. You got to be able to come back for them and always stay the path and stay the course. Um, my dad was a proponent of that. Taught me a lot, you know, taught me a lot about being tough and knowing that, you know, some things aren't going to go well for you, but if you, if you keep on the right path, not only are you going to learn a lot, but you're going to move forward and things are going to be good for you. So yeah, I was always a proponent of that. And you obviously grew up, like I said, Allentown, Pennsylvania, big time high school football. You probably Holy God, it sounds like overlooked by a lot of colleges. And no disrespect to the Division II schools because, you know, I live by the monsters, not and you rewrite the rain a smaller school. I was a well, I was a, you maybe you know, the about quarterback in high school. I was a quarterback, and I uh, switched the switched position to receiver when I was uh, when I got drafted. Um, actually, not when I got drafted. When I got to Kutztown, they wanted me to to uh, be receiver because I could run with the ball. You know, as a quarterback, we were running quarterback type of thing. And uh, yeah, it was a uh, to me, it wasn't that bad of a transition. It was the next level that was the hardest of getting to the next level and being able to play with the top guys in the country at that time from the bigger schools. And for me, it was all about getting an opportunity. And that's, that's all we wanted in life. We wanted life. We want an opportunity and let me give me the opportunity and I'm going to do what I can with it. And I'm going to know that I put my best foot forward, whether it works out or not. And um, I think, uh, 
you know, belief. I had belief in myself that I could play at any any level. And, uh, you know, give me the opportunity. I'm going to take advantage of the opportunity. And, you know, Buffalo gave me that opportunity. And, you know, I made, uh, made good on that opportunity. You did. And, you know, obviously fourth-round pick, you go to the Bills. Played 15 years there. And the thing about you that I love is, you know, in a game which is really defined on durability, you play in 245 games. Uh, you ball out four Super Bowls. Uh, from 85 to 2000, that's a big number right there. Uh, can you maybe take us through, we're obviously down here in Tampa, Andre, Super Bowl. You had four times you played in the Super Bowl. 20 impressive. Maybe talk to us about these kids that are prepped into playing the Super Bowl, the transition and, and getting ready for that game. Um, it was a, uh, you know, we, we play this game um, to win an NFL championship. Um, you know, all the guys I played with were great players. You know, I played with four or five other Hall of Fame players on my team and a coach and an owner and a GM. So that's the ultimate goal is to get a chance to win a championship and win and be on the biggest stage of football. And I was on it four times in a row. Yeah, the outcome didn't didn't happen the way I wanted to. But, you know, I grew as a player every single year and realized that uh, you don't do it by yourself. You, you got to have people around you that believe in you and believe in your talents to help us get to that next level. And um, I wouldn't have wanted to do it anywhere else, but in Buffalo with those guys. And I was, uh, I was fortunate enough to play at that time uh, in Buffalo with those guys. And those fans were outstanding. Um, were part of my career. And, um, you know, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't ask for anything better. And yes, I would want a Super Bowl ring. Um, but, um, you know, it wasn't meant to be, but I have a hall of fame ring, a jacket, and a gold bus in, in Canton that'll last for 70, 60,000 years. That's pretty good. You immortalize yourself as a, as a football player. And, uh, you know, obviously, you, you, you losing four Super Bowls, even after the first couple, you guys were relentless and you made it back. And that's a testament mm-hmm. to your work ethic and the type of team and Coach Levy and all that good stuff. Um, can you maybe talk a little bit about, you know, a lot of people see the success. They see Hall of Fame. They see Super Bowls, Andre. This is the No Backing Down podcast. Uh, yeah. There, a lot of your fans see all successes. They don't see failures. Can you maybe talk about maybe a setback or some adversity and how you use oh, yeah. that as motivation to get through it and uh, to really, you know, lead by example? Yeah, I mean, we were a team of resiliency. And I think um, during all those years, a lot of things didn't go right for us. Uh, every player goes through some kind of adversity in their careers. And, and it's up to not only them, but the people that believe in them, that they, they're able to go through that adversity and be better and be a better player. Um, you know, we, we played in four straight. We didn't win. But how do you get back year in and year out, you know, to go to those four straight Super Bowls and uh, and realize that everybody else is on the same page as you? You know, they want the same thing you want. Um, it, it's pretty hard to have 45 guys on the same page, no matter what it is, no matter what sport it is. And, you know, I think football is such a great sport uh, to really test, you know, people's resolve. It tests people as a, as a, as a team. It's the ultimate team sport. And, um, you know, those guys were family on the field. They're still family to me now. And I'm sure when they talk about these, those years, they talk about all the times that were good, all the times that not so good, but ultimately we're all better for it. And it taught, taught us a lot of lessons in life. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll never, I'll never forget that. Never forget it. 
No, those are great lessons. And, uh, you know, obviously it teaches you, like you said, resiliency. And football is the ultimate team sport. Having a league of such parity and being able to go to four Super Bowls is an incredible accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, you know, obviously 245 games from 1985 to 2000. That is unbelievable. Durability. Can you maybe tell our listeners, Andre, it's just not about showing up on Sundays and playing. The in-between, the preparation, uh, yeah. the off-season regiments. Can you maybe elaborate what you were doing or how that created such great durability um, for a long career? I, uh, you know, I was a relentless player. I think every single year I took maybe about three weeks off just to rest my body and get the blood flowing and kind of relax a little bit from a, from a long season. And then I was back at it because that I think that was part of me being better the next year. I mean, I was very regimental. And, um, you know, I took pride in that. You know, we can all go and say, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But are you disciplined enough uh, to every single year not only go through your routine but try to be better in something, in something that you're lacking? You know, maybe catching the ball or running routes. I was, I was all about route running. And I did the things when nobody saw me doing it. And that, uh, that got me ready for the season every single year. And I had to have up here in my mind that not only was I ready physically, but I was ready mentally for, for a tough season to come up. And it helped me out a lot. Yeah, and I'm sure you did a concoction of everything from hills to, you know, track oh, to top that. end work, all that. Yeah. Have you ever trained, yeah. with a train, have you ever trained uh, in higher altitude with a training mass before? Never did. You know what? We... You know, back then, the training regimens back then are a lot different than they are now. You know, guys have their, they go to their own uh, personal guys and they go to their own, you know, personal uh, trainers. Uh, and, and a lot of their teammates and a lot of different players all work out together. You know, we didn't have that. We, we kind of did it. We kind of did it more individualized. Okay, I'm going to go here and I'm going to work out all season by myself here. So, um, these guys really work together and social media has a lot to do with it. Um, there's a lot of passing, you know, you'll see uh, Russell Wilson passing with DeAndre Hopkins, or you'll see, you know, a different quarterback, you know, with this other receiver. So we didn't have that. And uh, it's a lot different. Well, it, it is a lot different. And you can see Russell, LeBron James, those guys spending a lot of money on their bodies uh, today, I mean, obviously, you, you know, guys are paid a little yeah. bit more money than the founding fathers like your group. Uh, training mass, we're going to have to get you a package. You still look like you could play a quarter. Uh, yeah, I, no, I can play about two plays, bro. Two plays? Okay, hey, well, it's great for higher altitude, and it builds those muscles up in the uh, in the uh, lungs. Um, so we're going to have to make sure we get you one of those. Did we lose anybody? Did we cut up? Can you, ha- can you hear me, Andre? You lost think. me. Oh, wait, you're back, I think. Ari. No, I, I, I don't see him on. Okay, yeah, you're going to. So he'll just log right back in. Yeah, just click the same link. Now, we're on a podcast, guys. Yeah, you got logged. Can you log back in? Has he got to log back in, Ari? We're almost yeah. there, too, Andre. He can cut it. He's going to edit it. With the same one. All right, go quick. Showing up now. Hey, this is the Yeah. There you go. All right, excellent. Back in. So, Andre, I was saying, 
um, in terms of Russell Wilson, LeBron James, spend millions, you know, on their bodies. You obviously did an unorthodox, the resources, you know, you guys were the founding fathers. These guys getting paid a little bit more money, but uh, I was going to say, we're going to make sure we get your training mask tier package because awesome. you can still yeah. probably play great for higher altitude. It builds those muscles around the lungs and they got cool masks that I was wearing today to keep you safe. Um, but that like being that. said, I wanted to talk one game, the comeback game. Now, you guys are down 35-3. Phenomenal. I mean, you tear it up the second half. Three touchdowns. You guys beat the Houston Oilers. Take our listeners through January 3rd, 1993. It should be a DeAndre Reed day in Buffalo. Can you maybe yeah. tell us a little bit about that game? Well, I mean, this game is going to go down to history as one of the greatest games ever. Um, you know, it was uh, – People don't realize the week the week before that game, we played the Houston Oilers in Houston the week before. So we had to play them back to back in two weeks. And they beat us pretty good in, in Houston. I think it was like 28 to 3. They beat us good. So and then we came out and we played and we didn't play well. And then they were beating us 35 to 3 with three quarters left. So there, there we we had to find something out about ourselves as a team. And it was really um you know that game just the players and their their belief in each other and uh, a game of all of all ages and it will it will go down in history um of a team that never quit never gave up and uh then another team on the other side feeling very comfortable about them winning and knowing that they had the game in a bag which they didn't so uh it is a is a game that 20 years 30 years from now will be in the history books of football so I'm glad that I was a part of that. Exactly. I think I look back that game, and I look back to the Patriots down 28-3 in Super Bowl 51 coming back. I mean, those two yeah. games are just phenomenal. And that's the beauty of the game is you don't know, you know, you don't until that final whistle blows, you just never know. Um, yeah. A little bit, Andre, you kind of got a little run at renaissance, man, and you, uh, a little bit of TV work on Hawaii Five O and MacGyver and Magnum P.I., uh, no backing down movie. The book that I wrote, uh, the writer Angelo Pizzo is nearly done with completion of the movie script. So we're going to need a hall of famer, maybe as a coach, I got to make sure you're down. Uh, oh, I'm down, bro. Definitely, man. Definitely. Uh, that's uh, all right. We're going to, that's, that's a that's, lot of fun to do, man. That's a lot of fun to do. No, that is. And, and, you know, tell me this, Andre philanthropy. I know that's a big part of your life. You started the Andre Reed foundation established in 2010, Mm -hmm. really to assist underprivileged kids leading by example. Can you make the literacy program for underprivileged youths called read with read 83. Can you maybe just touch a little bit on that? Cause I'm a huge component. I got four kids and we got a couple kids books, one football magic endorsed. Can you maybe just touch a little bit on what you to start that, to assist these kids? You know, I, I was a club kid growing up for 10 years in the boys and girls clubs of America uh, the one in Allentown where I grew up was very instrumental in my life. Um, you know, taught me a lot about different values and the values that I was taught there are, are different than the values, maybe the same, but they're taught differently uh, than they are at home. Um, I, I kind of grew up in a crazy home life, interracial family. Um, my dad was, was an alcoholic. I, I, I was, it was crazy. And my, you know, my uh, whole thing was, was being at the boys and girls club and uh, um you know, being with other kids just like me and realizing that I had as much chance as anybody else and uh, being feeling safe, 
And, you know, at the Boys and Girls High, I was safe. It was a safe place. And, again, I was taught a lot. I taught a lot about myself. I was a shy kid growing up. And they brought out the, the they brought out the personality in me, and um, yeah, it was um, you know I work with them now in my my reading program through uh, through Boys and Girls Clubs of America, you know touches five thousand kids a day, and we we go in some of the hardest hit areas in the in the country to um, you know give kids a chance and inspire them to be great, and realize to them that uh, you know it's your reading is important, and it doesn't matter how fast you can run, how high you can jump. You know, your, your mind is a muscle, just like your legs and, and your, your arms and your, all that stuff. You, you got to exercise your mind just as much as you exercise your body. And that's a, that's a pretty important thing. And we really inspire these kids to be great and uh, they can be anything they want to be. And they don't have to be a professional athlete, just be a good person and get an education and make a difference in that way. I heard a definition of success. Success is a worthy realization of a, a worthy ideal back from the secret. Yeah. And um, with that being said, it's well said, great narrative, beautiful message. Um, can you maybe, you know, a little bit on your legacy? You know, obviously the one thing you feel to mention, uh, you were inducted into another Hall of Fame, the Boys and Girls Club Hall of Fame yeah. 2015. Yep. And, um, you know, that's obviously, a com- you know, a tribute, a testament, I should say, to your, your what you've done and how you paved the way. So many players, Andre, they ride off into the sunset. They don't give back. And that's what I think yeah. separates you from a lot of people. And we commend you for that. But your legacy yeah. on uh, October 18, 2014, you had your college stadium named the Andre Reed Stadium. Tell yeah. us about that moment for you. I'm sure you had a lot of nostalgia. Um, what yeah. that meant for your family. Yeah. You know, when you get something, that, when you get anything named after you, that that's uh, very positive. Um, that, that's a, that's an honor. Um, you know, I got inducted to the boys and girls club hall of fame in, in 2015 and the NFL hall of fame wouldn't have happened without being a part of the boys and girls club. And then my college, uh, you know, named the stadium after me, uh, and my high school named the field after me. So, you know, here's a kid that came from a little small town and he, uh, it's not saying that he made big, but he took advantage of every single opportunity he had. And guess what? All the stuff that's, when I'm not here no more that they're going to say about me, that's only going to inspire the next generation, which I'm trying to do. And um, I'm, I'm very, very uh, honored to be uh, not only in that position to do that, but somebody, there's going to be another me out there. If not now down the road and uh, they're going to hear what I say and they're going to say the same things, uh, but maybe say it differently, but the same message. So, you know, we're here to inspire our youth. And because we all were youth at one point, we all needed somebody that said something to us to encourage us. And um, I'm glad I'm in that position to do that. Now, it's phenomenal. It's refreshing to hear you talk about the Boys and Girls Club because that had a big part in my life. Went on and played two Division One sports, played a couple years in the pros in the Arena Football League. And obviously being an agent today, being able to impact a lot of these guys' lives and, uh, you know, it's carry the baton for the next generation. So we commend that to you. You know, to conclude, Andre... Can you maybe give our listeners, if you could turn back the clock, the best advice to your younger self? Um, you know what? Um, not everything is what it's cracked up to be. Uh, I think, uh, you know, opportunity is such a big word. And uh, we all have opportunity. It's how we approach it. And whatever the consequence of that opportunity is, you got to realize that it was either meant to be or not. 
and keep going forward. So never, never look backwards. Keep the blinders on. Always look forward because whatever's on the sides, nine times out of ten, if you're going forward to a goal, it's there's something on the sides that isn't good for you. So always move forward. And final question, Andre. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Who are we going uh, with? I know we were rooting for the Bills. Trust me, I got my Bills hat on now. Yeah, Bob yeah. Represent a cornerback there. Um, who do who are we going with? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a predictor, and never was. But I, you know, two great quarterbacks. I mean, obviously, Tom Brady is is the goat of all time as far as winning Super Bowls and all the things that he's done. You know, Patrick Mahomes plays with a with a uh, man. He plays the guy's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal quarterback. He's got great weapons. Um, this could be a high-scoring game. Um, you never, most people never want to pick against Brady. It's hard to pick against him. But I, I think I give the edge to to uh, to the Chiefs because of their offense. And it's going to be making a mistake. In Super Bowls, it's always making a mistake at the wrong time. And the team able to capitalize on that mistake. Um, but I see slightly in favor of, of the Chiefs. But again... Brady's there, and it's it's hard. It's hard to go against that guy. You've seen him so many times against the Bills, and then again, Tom, you saying, "Hey, maybe the edge to the Chiefs." It's no different. Tom being the sixth round, hundred and ninety ninth pick. Yeah, I think he carries that boulder every day, like yourself, wanting to be yeah. the best and constantly proving the doubt is wrong. One it. of the things I feel to mention, Andre, is I played arena football. One of my owners. Will Wolfert with the Louisville Fire. Wow, Phenomenal. Will. Big shout out to Will, man. He was a he was an important anchor in that line that we had that we led the league three years in a row in, in rushing. Uh, great player. He was very, very instrumental in that. Yeah, he was. Well, Andre, we truly appreciate your time. We know it's a hectic week. Um, I want to give a, a shout out to my co-hosts, Ari and Frank, to our title sponsor, Training Mask, and to you, Andre, for making such an impact on the game, changing lives, and literally taking, you know, the next chapter of your life into retirement, impacting lives, and continue to carry your legacy. And, uh, you know, you are immortal, my friend. We Thank wish you. you. I best. appreciate it, man. And always remember, no backing down. We will see you on the beach Saturday at Clearwater with Celebrity Sweat. Tune in ESPN to watch Doug Flutie, who threw you some, some, some touchdowns do his thing and uh, it's going to be great, but God bless you. Continued success. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. I always, I always have a good time. Always have a good time there. Celebrity sweat does a great job with their, uh, with the uh, flag football game. A lot of guys come out here and support them. You know, today was a phenomenal day playing golf with the, uh, you know, benefiting the military here in, in Clearwater here in Florida. Um, it's, it's really important that we uh, support our military. I live in San Diego. It's a big military town. So, um, if, it, if it's come down to the military, I'm always going to support Hey, man. My, my wife's grandfather, three medals in World War II. My dad was in the Navy. And uh, I have the utmost respect for the military. So thank you for supporting the military. Big shout out to Celebrity Sweat, our, you know, our extended family. And uh, continued success for you. And I look forward to collaborating in the future. And let's uh, – hey, let's let's get to L.A., do a live one next year. Hopefully oh, yeah, definitely. Build. We got it. And, and, and we got to start. We got to start planning. We got to start planning oh, for that right now. No doubt. In the Bills, let's get it done. Let's let's uh, hoist that Lombardi Trophy for all the f- 
the, the greats, you know. And anyway, we'll end it on that. God bless you, Andre. Thank you, man. Appreciate 2000 that. Hall of Famer, Andre Reid, 951 receptions in his NFL career. I mean, just phenomenal production. And uh, uh, a man that wears multiple hats, uh, got a little renaissance man in him. And uh, we wish you the best, my friend. God bless. Thanks, brother. You got it, brother. Bye-bye.